Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Evening, everybody. Arsenal fan show. Matt Beadle's not here. He's, uh, he's incapacitated. Uh, so I am standing in. So we're joined by the boys, uh, the Gunnerstown Radio Fan Show, Dave Seeger, Giles, Annie M and Chris Howard. How are you, boys? We're all good. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Second time around. <laughs> uh, we're here. Uh, listen, I just I've, our first opening thing is to talk about Xhaka. And... Do we have to? I, well, do you know what? Th- this is this is what I was going to say. I've got three mates who are staunch Arsenal fans, and I had to tolerate this thing about Arteta for years that they hated Arteta. I don't know what you felt about him, but absolutely hated him. And then he's gone, and now I've, I've had Jacker. That's all I ever get. They must be in the minority then, because Arteta, yeah, mind well, you, I've, towards yeah. the end when he was a little bit injury prone. There was a few people that could see that he was on his last legs, but Arteta's generally gone down as a uh, a loved character. Really? He, he, represent, he represented the club quite well, but he was practically injured for the thing last is they season. Was, they were slow as each so. other, but Arteta yeah. had more of a football brain. Yeah. That's that that yeah. sums it up. Mate. To be fair, my one mate uh, who hates him has never kicked a ball in his life. So it is, is that fan that, that has never kicked a ball. Yeah. You know? In fact, he cut, we played in a, a tournament yesterday a few of the old boys and uh, and he'd come over and we said do you want to get changed do you want to play and he went nah not me and he's the one who's the biggest Arsenal fan so <laughs> just, but he goes on about Xhaka what is it about Xhaka that people, people don't like um, I think when he was signed I think there was a lot of uh, conjecture as to what he, I don't even think Wenger knew what he was when he signed him did he well, he changed his mind well the press certainly time, thought he was a defensive so midfield yeah. player and he patently obviously he's not, isn't yeah he's not he's, he's more of a ball playing number six but um, I just don't think he's suited to this to the, to the, to the rigmarole of the Premier League I, I think sense. that is actually quite a key point mm. to be honest with you and maybe it's just that we're all like I've always I've liked Xhaka for the player that he is. I think he's got good, uh, decent distribution and vision, although that seemed to elude him in the North London derby the other week. Mm. But I just start to wonder if the pace of the Premier League, it's almost, even in the last couple of years, it seems to have got even quicker. I think when teams, you've got like City and Liverpool, and even we're Mm. doing it, everyone's trying to press very, very high. And so the running lines and running speed that you need to actually be successful. I just think the Premier League demands more athleticism now than it even did three, four years ago when well, we yeah. signed him. No, I always say is that I, I think if somebody, because he has, he, he divides the Arsenal fan base. There's a lot of fans mm. of him and there's a lot who are I suppose so when sure. he gives the penalty away, yeah. by the way, that, that help, was yeah. a bit of a now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I think what it is, is when, you, when, you, when people start the comment, yeah, he doesn't look good because he hasn't got the right partner. For me, that's the end of it. Mm. If, you, if you need mm. to have a particular partner to look good in an Arsenal shirt, you ain't good enough. Basically, mm. I mean, no one has said, "Oh, Gilberto's injured, Parler's got to play, or Eddie's got to play." It's a nightmare. Mm. No, it didn't matter. You had four fantastic midfield players, all who could do all those jobs. We aren't at that level now, but there's no reason why we need to be picking a player who had say, "Well, yeah, but he needs legs around him." I don't want a player who needs no. legs around him. I want a player to have his own legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. Do you know what? This is a mate of mine said yeah. this a few years ago when we had Cazorla and Coquelin in yeah. the centre. Um, and I was talking to him about how good those two dovetailed, and he said, "Well, why don't we just get one player that can do both of their jobs? We don't need one. We don't need two players to one to run around a lot, and then the other one to to be the distributor. Why can't we just find somebody that can do both of that jobs? Mm. You know, because Vieira doesn't exist anymore. Well, yeah, <laughs> but we the midfield, they do. There are so many roles now, isn't there? We were talking about it earlier. 
about Declan Rice. Everyone's saying, oh, it's just amazing. But he's not, Declan Rice is not a Michael Carrick. He won't go and take the ball off the back four and, mm. and spray it anywhere. So there's a different role for, I'm just sort of seeing what Xhaka's role is or what Arsenal fans think is. I think role. the other problem is it, it's all going to be determined by when Emery finally settles on a, the system he's going to play every week, which we don't even know yet. I mean, mm. it, it changes a lot. Now, if Shaka's in a two, there's one set of problems. Like against the North London derby, he played 4-3-3. Three, three. And if he's going to play Pepe, Lacazette and Aubameyang, he has to play three. And then, you know, has Shaka got the mobility to be the deepest player? You want Because he was he was the deepest player against Spurs. Mm. He played Torreira. Yeah. We all want Torreira to be the deepest yeah. player and Shaka to play a bit more advanced. Yeah. Then, I think maybe he's OK. Yeah, I think... Um, <clears throat> People seem to think he's a sprayer. This this term, spray and lay mm, kind of mm, player, yeah. which is fine. Never but heard that expression dodgy, before. It sounds, it sounds vaguely sexual. But <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what you've been doing all weekend. <laughs> so, so, it sounds like more extreme, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> they think he's a, a progressive sort of a Pirlo kind of player. Oh, he's never a Pirlo, is he? No. This is what so this is what half the fan base expect of him wow. or see him as like and a quarterback. Think, yeah, and I see him. I see that role as somebody that kind of can do that, but actually he's supposed to be a screen. And for mm. all his for all his efforts and whatnot, he's just not a very effective screener. Mm. He can't get around. Not only that, he doesn't have the kind of visual, you know, the, the three sixty vision, the, the, the awareness to sort of get get in the right place at the right. On Sunday it was a case. Uh, I mean, not Sunday, but again in the North London derby. Case in point, he's charged over. And it's gone sliding in. The ball's going away from goal. Yes, it was. A yeah. good number six, Busquets, who's his contemporary, I suppose, would nick it off of him, would nick the ball. Mm. Or force jockey you to, him, yeah. Jockey him off, mm. put, force him to sort of you know, take another pass. And then yeah. my man's gone in there two-footed. I mean, you just, it's, it's that kind of... It's that do, you, kind of do you think, though, in that North London derby that everything is raised, isn't it? And you almost yeah. want to... You almost <clears> want to... Get the fans on your side, get, get your teeth into somebody, but not doing it in the box. Yeah, not in the box. Mm. Especially when he's going away from goal. He wasn't going towards goal. Mm. You know, he's going away from goal. Shepherd him, shepherd, you know, jockey him, nick the ball off of him, but don't go flying in as the captain of the team as well. Yeah. The Perlow comparison also mm. makes you think, as you said earlier, about a slightly slower-paced yeah. league where you do have more time to look up, mm. pick your passes, and he definitely has got that ability has, to pass yeah, 30 absolutely. yards to feet. But you don't get the same time in the Premier League that you get in the uh, in the Serie A. Well, uh, just look at this: the uh, the <laughs> the comment Muppet Jacker blasted by Arsenal fans for blaming Lacazette, Aubameyang, and Pepe for missed chances versus Spurs uh, as he hits back at Gary Neville criticism. Oh, that was that really him having a dig at the straight? I, I would like to uh, see that, what he way, said. I think that's kind of he said something like, you know, if you look at the chances that we had, you know, it was almost like one of those on a different day we might have scored three or four. It didn't strike me as a kind of comment. It's like, well, it's not my fault. Yeah. Well, I think the front three, so out, uh, of course it is. And yeah, it's probably also, it. yeah, journos and probably some fans as well. Fans mm. that have certain agendas. You know, we all have our favourites. We all mm. have our agendas. It's our, our kind, It's human nature, really. But I think there's been a lot of bashing about him. And maybe we've come to a sort of tipping point where now the fan base is turning on him a little bit. But, well, a lot. Um, but... He's not. A, he's not turned into a terrible player, and he's not changed. He's not suddenly become this bad player overnight. So there's something. I think people have just hit a point where it's like, that's it. We're done with him. Do you think? Chuck him on the scrap heap. Yeah. Time to look for the new person. Both Finger and Emery have. have, have they play. Him. They yeah. play him regardless. So there must be something about what he mm. does that they like, or whether it's. His, I'm wondering if it's whether it's his physique, the fact that he's the only six foot plus player we've got in there. 
Well, Gwen Doozy must be six foot plus. But he's not very strong. He's not. He's not. He's not. Two foot. That is his hair. (laughs) (laughs) He's brought back the seventies perm, as you know. We've got Uh, two of them now. Yes, you have. I I did say that. I I think you know, like Torreira is a little bit on. He's he's very tenacious. He's very tenacious. Tenacious. He's making up words (laughs) now. He's very tenacious, but he's a bit on the small side. And Gwen Doozy is still a kid, still growing into his body. So is Willock. I wonder if, you know, because uh, Xhaka so Swiss and he's got that height, the physique, he's got the physique where you think, put him down, put him in, put him, you know, at the base of midfield, let him screen it. And I'm wondering if there's no other option there, so they just play him there. Mm. If well, he, there is an option in David Luiz, to be honest. If that's, if that's, your, if yeah. that's your argument, we need a big six-foot strong player yeah. in the base of midfield, yeah. then I'm sure a lot of Chelsea fans would have rather see him there than in the back two. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we'll, we'll probably come on to him a little bit more, but he's never really been a centre-half, has he? Not in a back two. But no. just it, in saying that, then, do you think that Arsenal need a box-to-box player? Well, we we're going to talk about Guendouzi. Yeah. I think we think he's, we most of us Arsenal fans really? think he really is going to be. See, I look at him special. I look at him a bit more of you, as you... When I first saw him, and he, he takes the ball somewhere, we were talking about uh, Ross Barkley earlier, and when the ball comes to him, it's how you take the ball, and he looks wonderful with it, how he opens his body, uses his arms and stuff like that. And I look at Guendouzi, and that's what I thought immediately, but I thought he was a bit more of a Pirlo, especially with that ball that he put... Uh, over the second goal the other day, it was he's, like well, I think he's, he's got it. All. I think player. he's got it all, but he's still growing, as, as Charles said. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I w- the only thing I'd say is, much like I wouldn't say let's uh, completely destroy Granite Xhaka based on one game. Let's also not get too mm. hyping too much with uh, Gendouzi, and I'm sure after the break in a minute we'll end up talking about him a little bit more. But, but, uh, yeah, but Deschamps I, has said something similar, hasn't he? Yeah, so. no, I agree with that, but I also think. As we said on last week's show, the, I think the slight problem is Emery, as Charles said, has wedded himself to Shaka in that he's made him his on-field captain. It's like we had this few years ago with Vermaelen. Vermaelen mm-hmm. suddenly wasn't good enough to be in the team, and yet he was the on-field captain, and it creates a problem. Mm-hmm. And with this, Shaka, I think there are games where Shaka's definitely the right player to play, and I think there's going to be games where he definitely isn't the right player to play. And therefore, who is who is going to be captain if Shaka doesn't play? Because there's definitely going to be games where you might want to see mm. Torreira and Guendouzi in a two, and not have Shaka when you need more mobility. But he sort of seems to have to play him because yeah. he's made him captain. Yeah, it's, it's it's an odd situation there. Like he talks about five captains and well, then all left. Yeah, <laughs> and then effectively he ends up playing Xhaka. It's almost like well, he, he won't gets play Ozil. Anyway. Monreal's left. Who else was there? The thing is that I think it's important thing to know. Is, left. Checks left. Yeah, I mean, there's a million pound a week, by the way, saved in wages by the players that you got rid yeah, of. Well, exactly. And that's doing <laughs> it. Do you know? You know, you know something I've noticed. I've always <clears throat> noticed when he's playing for Sweden, he, play, he plays consistent. Pro- Pretty much more consistently well, better than he does at Arsenal. And I look at the setup there, and he has—he's always had a chaperone. He's always had somebody around him that can back do, to the legs around, yeah, Barami or whatever, yeah. You know, whether it's Barami and um, Mamedi, or now it's Zakaria and another guy. There's always. They don't play him at the base. They don't play him as a screen. We never know whether he's making up names, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> well, they could be. The trouble is, <laughs> the trouble is, there's so many players now. Exactly. I, I, sometimes I look at my sheets and I go, he's, he's, he's having me on here. Football manager for a region. It's a good question, though, um, because every, every time I, like I say, I speak to my Arsenal mates, Xhaka's name comes up every single time. And if you had the choice to unsign him, like if you, if you, would you have had somebody else? Knowing what you've you've ended up with, what, what you're saying, it's almost like we've got to make do with him, in a way. I, I wouldn't have unsigned him. I just wouldn't have played him in the play, in the position that he's sort of been. Yeah, um, what you what you were going to go on to say? Mm, sorry, I did mm. interrupt with you. But I think you were going to say that 
if he was not the base of the three, if he's like where mm. Switzerland, he normally plays to the left of mm-hmm. the three, yes. and there's always yep. someone deeper. Yeah. yeah, and there's someone to the right, someone to the left. So if you had Torreira with Shaka to the left and Guendouzi to the right behind the three, I think most Arsenal fans would think that would work. Yeah. We just don't understand why he, he pushes Torreira forward. I know he's smaller and he's quite tricky, but mm. he's, a, he's tenacious and he's yeah. mobile and he's, yeah. he senses danger. Whereas Shaka, even if he senses danger, he's not mobile enough not, to snap yeah. it out. So you don't want him as your deepest player. I think the problem that I've got is you have to question the the, the scouting in the first place. Because yeah. the fact that Wenger has said he, did, he didn't really seem to settle on a position for that mm. first season, you do wonder, well, what, who, who was making the decisions? Who was providing the data and insight to the manager to say this is this type of player? Because how can it take an entire season for us to work out, and we still probably haven't really worked it out, uh, uh, you know, two, three seasons? How can it take us that long mm. to work out what type of player well, he is? Well, he did finish that season in a two with Ramsey, and we won at Wembley, didn't we? Yeah. So, I don't know. We've uh, we've mentioned Guendouzi. Uh, he scored his first goal uh, for France recently. Uh, we'll be speaking of, uh, to French journalist Arno Ouche about him straight after the break. Don't go anywhere. Love sports. Uh, you're back uh, with the Arsenal fan show uh, with the boys from the Gunners Town Radio fan show, and we're just talking a little bit about Guendouzi. Um, I, I think you know Emery loves him, man of the match. Um, I just want to talk about the ball because we were just talking about the uh, the ball that he played up. It's the first ball that I've seen that I've gone, yeah, this this kid has got something something special. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are talking about it as if it's that that is his coming of age game. But we saw a few games like that last season as Arsenal fans, so this isn't a complete surprise to us. I think it was just that was such a high profile game, and people always talk about the difference between oh, you know, can't do it in big games, but you know, he's clearly stepped up and and done that. Um, I think he is a quality player. I think he's going to get better this season. I think last season was brilliant for him. And the fact that he faded away as well towards the end of the season was disappointing. Yeah, the fans turned on him a bit, didn't they? Which is unfair. Did they? He, was Did o- really? he, was, he was just overplayed. Not too much. Not, but it was just a people didn't bit. want him to be selected. Yeah. Um, but, and at the start of the season, they had. But he just... He, Emery just played him all the time. I mean, mm. he stepped up from the French second division. Mm. Played about 20 games, and then suddenly he's playing week in, week out in the Premier League. He was absolutely shattered by the yeah. I think he needs the right partner as well, because last season, towards the end of the season, they just partnered him with El Neni a couple of times, and it was a disaster. If he gets the right person alongside him to, to really help him thrive, then he can he can be a star for us this yeah. season. As I said before, I think there's a lot of growing to do. He's got he's a boy. you know. He, when mm. we was playing against Liverpool, all of them, I think Willock, Willock tried, he tried, but... These guys, like Liverpool players, are about three, four, five years older than them. Yeah. Yeah. Fully grown men, they were bouncing off yeah. of them, you know. So he's still, and I think you know we've got to temper our our enthusiasm on him. I think he's going to become a really good player. I think, and the North London derby, I don't know if any, about any of you guys, but I thought the first half he kind of struggled with the tempo and yeah. the pace of the game. Second half, when Sabalas come on and he went over to the right hand side. I think when he was freed up, he went onto the right hand side. He just grew. Mm. Well, was a spark, and then for me, when Judy just kind of grew, he, he he grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck, and he just sort of like dominated it. And like you said, we've seen that against. I think it was Man City, no losing cause against Man City when we went up there, and lost three one. He was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, you know. So it's not the first time we've seen it, but I think 
what I saw, what mm. I saw him mm. on in the North London derby do, which I was impressed with, is he pressed very high and he won the ball back high as well. He was being very aggressive in winning the ball back. Because that's not his sort of style of game, that. is it? Really, it's not. It, that's not what well, I, I, I look I, at I, him. I, wait, when we Arnold come on, he will tell you it that well, because we have had a couple of lorry on reporters and fans on early on last season, and they were because all the press over here lazily, oh, he's another defensive midfield player. He, he's, he grew up as a boxer, but they see him as a boxer box right. in France. So they, the only thing he's lacking right now is goals, which will come with age. And he's admitted that himself. He wants to score more goals. But uh, yeah, so it, I mean, I think we're all we're all saying he should be. If it's a three, I think he'll play. But maybe I think we would probably pick Torreira, Sabios, and Guendouzi rather than Shaka. But yeah, that's just us. Yeah, uh, we're joined now by Arno Houchet. Uh, he's on the line. And uh, we're just talking about Gwendouzi. Good evening, Arno. It's Dave. How are you doing? Hi. Hi, guys. Hi. Yeah. So, uh, Hello what, from Paris. Yeah. So have you, you, were you at uh, French national team training session this afternoon? No, I, I, was, uh, I had uh, an appointment. I, I, I couldn't see. And it was, uh, anyway, it was, uh, I don't know, just in English. But, just uh, you were saying, that, you were saying earlier, you thought, you thought you were saying it to me earlier, you thought he might get some minutes in the next game, Gwendouzi? I, I think so. I, I think he won't start the game because uh, we, we, we don't have a team yet. I think we, we, we will get it tomorrow. But um, uh, he's a young player, so I think Deschamps will, will, uh, will start with, uh, with uh, maybe not the same team as uh, Albania on uh, Saturday, but he will put some experience in the middle. And then if the scenario is good... Um, which might be the case against Andorra. Uh, <laughs> you would hope he so. Should have, <laughs> he, he should have some time uh, on the pitch, um, maybe in the end of the second half or something. Hi, Arno. It's uh, Chris here. Um, Hi. Quick question about the how he's been received in France, um, obviously since his move, but also there's a lot of talk around uh, Gendouzi at the moment, particularly after the North London derby. Um, how's that been received in in the uh, in the media and also uh, by the public? Or how's he been received? Well, um, most of the uh, players or coach that are questioned about Matteo Gendouzi say the. The same thing as uh, Unai Emery is, is that he he got um, uh, better this year. He, um, he he got a gap in his game. He's uh, improved uh, uh, since the beginning of the season, better than last season. He's more mature and um, he has more more skills on the pitch. Uh, Deschamps said that uh, this week, and also Blaise Matuidi was questions, uh, questioned about uh, about him and said he was uh, impressed by uh, the level of uh, Matteo Gendouzi since uh, since he, f- he watched a few games uh, this year, this season. Hi, Arno. Um, I don't know if Dave's put you up to speed, but over here, the press over here seems to have a different impression um, of Matteo Gendouzi than possibly the French do over there. I don't know what your version of a box-to-box midfielder is. I know Deschamps said he's a, he's a modern box-to-box midfielder. Um, over here, they seem to see, seem to the press seem to see him as sort of a defensive midfielder. Can you clear that up for us? Uh, that Deschamps say he's a box to box. Yeah, they said he said um, today, it was yesterday or today. He said he believes. Um, yeah, a modern midfield box yeah, to box. But yeah. um, he also said that he should improve um, in the last uh, thirty meters because he, he didn't score any goals yeah. since he's a professional. So um, that's his um, his most uh, important improvement to do. Um, 
Do, do you qualify him as a box-to-box in England? I, I would, but, uh, you know, I would say people have been a bit lazy and they see him as a, for some reason, he's got this tag as a, of a defensive midfielder, and I just don't see that. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say box-to-box for me. It's more... Uh, He's more um, creative midfield in the like uh, I don't know I could say the Italian um, uh, the Italian um, Pirlo name already <laughs> Pirlo yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. but, but who, also who was not really box to box he was more a creative player uh, totally. playing from the base of the midfield yeah. I I um, when I saw him is in Lorient in Lorient he was more like that but um, I didn't watch any. Um, all of the Arsenal games since the beginning of the season. So I was a little bit surprised when Didier Deschamps said that. Um, I wouldn't be uh, to, on, on, on this guess. Um, I think he's more, yeah, like what I said, uh, creative midfield. I, I think, think for me, for example, Tongi and Dombele, the Tottenham player, mm-hmm. uh, is a real box to box. But not I'm not so sure about Gendouzi. Right. Well, the thing is, I think we're good. Do you agree? Well, no, we think, I mean, I think we all see him more as a box-to-box and I think I'll tell you why because every time he gets the ball his first thought is to move forward with yeah, it okay. and, and of course I'm not going to make the comparison to another Frenchman who captained Arsenal but he has the same length of stride like Diaby did like Vieira did so when he starts moving he moves very quickly forward and it's just the length of stride and he always looks to do that whereas his, his first thought is not to look for a you know, a 20, 30-yard pass out of defensive midfield position. He will look to move mobily with the ball, which is different to perhaps some of the other midfielders we've got. I think that's why Emery likes him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right on this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he has said himself, I know, that he needs to add goals. The player himself was interviewed on the Arsenal website at the beginning of the season, and he's very clear in his own mind that he needs to add goals to his game. He's very aware of that, I think. Sorry, I didn't get your... I sentence. think the player himself is very aware that he needs to add goals. He said that in an interview with the Arsenal yeah, website. Yeah, of course. He, he, he got a, a good uh, good occasion against Lloris, right? In a, against Tottenham, he almost scored. But uh, yeah, I think he's, he's really waiting for the for the first goal because uh, uh, now he's a, like almost world, world-class player. So he has to, to, to make assists assist and, and goals. That's the, the emergency, almost. <laughs> All right, one more question, just quickly, seeing as we've got you, um, and we've talked about it all summer. What is the latest on Alexis Claude Maurice with the links to Arsenal and other Premier League clubs? Would he move in January? Um, say it again, sorry. You, you, we always talk about Alexis. Well, we always talk about Alexis, yeah, Alexis Claude Maurice. Yeah. Or was he linked to Arsenal? You told me Ever- uh, Norwich put in a large bid for him, but he stayed put. What do you think? Do you think he'll move in January? No, 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 no. I think he's seen. He's seen the. Uh, long contract with Nice and uh, Nice with Nice. Uh, I didn't even know he'd gone. Yeah, blimey! Did that happen right at the end? No, 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 no. He, he moved to Nice, OGC Nice. You know, the the, the club mm-hmm. was by, by was bought by the Ratcliffe. Jimmy Ratcliffe. Yeah. You know, the so he's a replacement your, for your, is, who did is he replaced from Nice then? Uh, sorry. Oh, don't. It, I said who did who did uh, he who, replace who at did Nice? He replace? No, they, they just uh, they just bought um, three or four. Uh, very good strikers. Uh, now they've got a lot of money. They bought uh, Dolberg from uh, Ajax Amsterdam. They bought uh, Adam Unas, who played for Napoli, and Alexis Clonmoris. So uh, he will um, now he's injured, but surely will have some time on the pitch um, in the few next weeks. And uh, everybody is expecting him to to be 
one of the new talents of the League One in France. Well, there's three that are not going to Arsenal. That's, the, <laughs> that's what's happened there. I think he's a, he's a, he's a bit young for Arsenal. He he's a bit to, young. To, he has to, to improve in France and then maybe later. But uh, now he signed like a five years contract. So he will, uh, if he's good, he will cost uh, quite a lot of money. He, he was bought for around uh, 13 million euros by, uh, by Nice to, to Lorient. Right. Okay. Listen, Arno. Thank you ever so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Want... Thank you. Sorry for my English. No, nah, <laughs> Listen, it's a lot better than our French. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you ever so much. Thank really appreciate it. Uh, just boy, I just just this. What's the definition of a box-to-box player? Because it seems like everybody thinks. I, I look at Gwen Doozy and I would never say he's a box-to-box player. And I'm just wondering whether someone like. Frank Lampard was a box-to-box player, yeah. or like Roy Keane was a box-to-box. Well, I'm trying to see what the definition. That's why we're is. saying he needs to add goals because that's mm. the one thing yeah. he's missing. But he certainly, I'd, well, I mean, obviously, Arnu sees him as more of a defensive Crew. playmaker. Yeah. I don't see that at I all. Never, I never. I, I look at him, especially. With, okay, I'm, we're going on about that ball that he played, but he is a creative midfielder, surely. Yeah. He's yeah, not, well, he's not defensive. well, if you look at it, so you break it down into there's millions of different variants mm. these days. But if you simplify it to the defensive side of the game, the creative side of the game, and then the all-round or the sort of energetic, athletic, box-to-box traditional side of it, or well, he doesn't win, he doesn't win tackles, does he? He doesn't he doesn't cover space no. as much, so you Did can't really put him into that defensive mould. Mm. He's not a number ten. No. Is he? No. So he doesn't play that further forward in the pitch. I mean, I can understand why these box-to-box comparisons come from, but we think of box-to-box midfielders when you think about these energetic, you go in both directions. It's not yeah. just going in one direction. Well, I You're think going he does. in both directions. Well, I think so. he does. I don't know. Have we seen enough of that? No, I'm saying, well, he's a very young player, isn't he? But I'm saying ultimately that's what I see. He's just a midfielder, isn't he? Let's just call him a midfielder have, back in the day. When why can't midfielder? we have defenders, midfielders, and forwards? <laughs> and it, it's true, though. Isn't it? There's, you, you've got to look at there's so many midfield, different styles of midfield. That's what I was saying about earlier about Declan Rice. That really is a really sort of glorified centre half. I'm just, just you know he, he couldn't couldn't do what Gwen Doozy, You know, obviously he's playing with West Ham, but Declan Rice. <laughs> but what I'm saying is he couldn't do what Gwen Doozy could do with a ball. Yeah. You know, he's a creative midfielder for me. You know, that's what I would have thought he was. Just quickly, I know we're going to a break in a second, but Giles, you're the most cultured of all of us. Can you name every single style of midfielder? No. Do it. Just have a go. (laughs) Uh, Well, okay. Number six. Number number six. uh, Sempre Campista. Oh, Gordon Bennett. Box to box. (laughs) Gordon Bennett. Great player, Gordon Bennett. (laughs) All the Brazilian... Um, nominations or whatever I don't know there's loads of them depends who if you play football manager you'd, you'd get all of them I know yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's what we've resigned to yeah. my, my son knows more of the players that you go well oh they've signed him he's brilliant he's, my, my son's only 10 but he knows it off of all exactly <laughs> all those football. games yeah. incredible uh, Eddie Nketiah has hit the ground running at Leeds with two goals for England under 21s on Friday he's in great form He's now revealed Emery didn't want him to leave on loan, but could he start next year? Uh, we ask exactly that next. This is Love Sport. So Eddie Nketiah has been banging in the goals at Leeds, uh, proving he can be a first-teamer, maybe 2021 20, season. Uh, what do we think, boys? I... I'm still not sure. Um, he's done it for the under-21s as well in the last week, so that's quite a positive thing. Um... I think last season, when you look at what happened, he was stuck behind Aubameyang, he was stuck behind Lacazette, and, and as we were just talking about in the break, Dave. At the start of the season, even behind yeah, Danny behind, Welbeck. Behind Welbeck as well. 
and he wasn't going to get a look in and I don't think he was going to get a look in this season because you know touch wood Aubameyang and Lacazette look like relatively fit players and Pepe can play centrally as well and I'll be honest with you I looked at it last season and when he did play in the Europa League and in some of the League Cup games I thought yeah he looks alright but he's never going to be I just think he was trying so hard because he wasn't getting many minutes he just over didn't he he tried so hard to score uh, when he came yeah. on but the other thing is he was going to go on loan to Germany in January and then Wilbeck got injured so we kept him because we had to have a third striker well that was deemed the case last year and then Aubameyang Lacazette didn't get a knock between them so he didn't really get a chance did he That only in a few minutes in the Europa League but that good grounding going to Leeds and banging in the goals well he was apparently I mean there were about I mean I think West Brom Bristol City went down, had a chat. He, he could have gone anywhere. I mean, there was about five championship sides that wanted him. So he went to Leeds to work under Bielsa, and it's a big club. So he's going to be playing in front of, what, 35,000, yeah. 35, 40,000 yeah. people yeah. at Ellen Road? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great experience for you know for playing in a big atmosphere, and he's playing for a very very experienced manager, yeah. so it should be great for him. You know? <coughs> Absolutely, I'll yeah. tell you what really helps as well is he scored on literally his first touch, his first <laughs> touch <laughs> practically. Did um, it? Yeah, yeah, fans yeah, love in, him in already, the, yeah. Yeah. and so that massively endures you. To Came the fans. off the bench and scored a winner, didn't he? Yeah. Came off the bench and scored a winner. He's got like was it four goals or five goals in four yeah. or something like that. So when you start your career like that, it gives you a lot of goodwill. Yeah. So he could probably go three or four games now without scoring, and the fans will still stay on, stay on side because they've seen him do it. So. And also, like Tuba, when he went on loan, with the exception of how he went to Coventry, he went to Brentford, and you speak to those fans, they were mm. like, he didn't try. He didn't want to be here. He thought he should. He was better than that. Whereas Eddie, you get that yeah. impression he's got an incredible work ethic. I think, I don't, like, when we put him up for a loan, he was well sought after. When yeah, he Bristol totally. City were in for him. And that's, uh, you know, and Bristol City had um, Tammy Abraham, I think, yeah. at one stage, didn't yeah. he? As well as in Granada and Aston Villa, and if you look at what, what Tammy Abraham did, his proving ground, his like his apprenticeship he had in his championship, Eddie's probably looked at him for, you know. Mm. Well, I, I was going to say two. about Tammy Abraham because yeah. obviously you know he's come back and he's now banging in the goals. Yeah. And you went, well, we couldn't. I just wonder whether he would have got a fix if they could have transferred anybody, if they could have bought some players in, and whether probably he, not. he probably wouldn't have got it. Mm. But he's he's taken his opportunity. Well, uh, listen, we're going to have a little just. A sort of insight as to what Leeds think of him. We're joined by Connor, Connor McGilligan from All Leeds TV. Uh, evening, Connor. Hello, fellas. You all right? Yeah, all good, mate. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for agreeing to come on today. Yes. Yeah, we've we, we, we got a little 15-minute section on Eddie, so we thought we'd try and get some insight from someone yeah. who's seen a bit more. We've obviously seen the goals and highlights, but we haven't seen his all-round play. So, obviously, we want to get an impression of, of, of your first impressions, really. Yeah, say, say some nice things for us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's all good, lads. It really is. I mean, um, he's he's everything we needed last season. He's just he's dynamic. He's quick in and out of the channels. He's very good in the final third. He's efficient. Um, he's wonderful with link-up play as well. He can he can come deep. He's very good in the offensive third. He he really gives Leeds a different dimension. Obviously, we've got Patrick Bamford at the minute. Um, you fellas are probably aware of uh, mm. Patrick Bamford, but um, he gives a, a very different striker role to what Enketia gives, and he's absolutely lethal. And um, he obviously, you know, you guys at the minute with Lacazette and Aubameyang, I I. I I can't believe I, I can't believe he's that far away from those guys in in terms of development um, and quality. Just his effectiveness in front of goal is uh, is something that I've as a Leeds fan obviously been in the lower leagues 
Um, I've not seen it in, in a good sort of 10 to 15 years. I mean, wow. it's just efficiency in front of goal. You're not going to want to let him go, are you? <laughs> no, no. Don't tell this <laughs> well, like that. <laughs> no, this is this is this is a thing. And, and when we got him, I remember like you know I've just been listening to the show, and when you guys are talking about Bristol City, and obviously the great thing about Inketu at the minute is obviously he's he's learning under one of the best in Bielsa, and and he's sort of not featured him straight away, which I think is a good thing because he's he's able to watch on and see what Championship football is about. But his when he has come on, he's done exactly what Abraham did in his first season at Bristol City and Villa. He's come on and, and made a huge impact. And, you know, I was just doing a preview for next weekend with uh, a couple of Barnsley fans. And I was saying, look, how are you going to cope with it? If our team can't grind you down after 60 minutes and then we're having Ketia coming off the bench. And the simple response was, I have no idea. You know, so he, he really is. Um, he's next level, obviously, being Premier League, but he really is going to be a first teamer. And for men, you know, if he doesn't make it at Arsenal, which I presume he will, for some Premier League side, he is. He really, I mean, he just shows the other day. I mean, the England under 21s, I think he was playing for three minutes and he scored straight away, an emphatic finish. And then he scored again uh, within about 10 minutes. So it just proves the calibre of the kid, and, and, and we're absolutely delighted to have him on board. Um, he's formed, seemed to form a really good partnership with uh, Helder Costa, hasn't he? When they, yeah, when they both yeah. come on, they seem to be on the same wavelength, don't they? Um, you've had a few strikers in time. What makes him so different from, I mean, you've said he's different from Bamford, but what makes him so different from the rest of the strikers that you've had over the last uh, few years? Is he better than Sanchez Watt, for example? <laughs> <laughs> just a little, yeah, just a tad. Um, but yeah, no, he. He's, I think I would... Uh, the. What I would the culminating factor I'll put it down to would just be how clinical he is in front of his in front of goal. You know, he only comes on for at this moment in time. Bielsa has been trying to ease him into it. You know, to get him used to the Championship style of play. As you fellas all know, it's completely different to the Premier League. Um, you, you know, the, the defend the defenders are different. The, the deep line midfielders are very different as well. And I think Inketia, you thought it, it might take a while for him to do that, but Costa and Inketia, we sort of bring them on as a double, and. For any team that plays a high line, um, those two are just quality-wise um, really are a different level. And I think when they come on, they understand each other. They've played at that higher level to what we've expect, we what we've had in the past um, sort of ten years really. And it's their efficiency in front of goal, how they can sort of work the keeper, how they can take defenders on. And we've had a problem in the past couple of years with in front of goal. You know, for example, Patrick Bamford, I've always described him as sort of a one-in-four player, one-goal-in-four player. But Nketiah really is a, uh, uh, he's a 100% man. He will score within sort of 10 to 15 minutes of being on the field. He, he's just that good. And, it, it, I could, you know, to say sort of he, he would be our third, fourth striker, it is, it's promising times for Arsenal. It really is. Connor, um, so you mentioned, obviously, you're obviously quite uh, uh, excited at uh, uh, what <laughs> a little bit. Can do. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, guys. Um, sorry, guys. No, mate, it's good. It's good. This is good. This is He's good. not um, with you, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Just give me 50 quid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you talked about the Barnsley game and the preview that you've done, and you talked about him coming on and how are they going to cope. How long is it before he actually is a starter, do you think? Yeah, I mean, if it was up to me, he'd be doing it week in, week out. Um, the thing with Bielsa is he's. Uh, he's ridiculously loyal, and and the projects that got leads to where they were, uh, to what well, to where they are. Sorry, this year, um, he feels so loyal to them, and, and and maybe that is an aspect of why Bielsa hasn't been ultimately successful in his career because he is too loyal, 
and uh, he'll, he'll give players chance after chance. But I think that's what he's doing at this moment in time. So, for example, the youngster Jack Harrison that we've got on loan from Manchester City, um, he's had a good start to the season. But if I'm honest with you guys, Helder Costa is that level up. Um, and in in my eyes, you know, people talk about replicating and, and playing playing the team that is in form. I would sort of argument have an argument with that and turn around and say, do you know what? I would I would play my best team every single time. And and against Barnsley, they play a high line, and in Kefia and Costa, I just the, the quality level is just it is just a different level to what we have on the field at this moment in time. And I feel if, if those guys are starting week in week out. Leeds are going to start absolutely mauling teams, if I'm honest with you. They're not going to be able to cope. And I think at this moment in time, it's just a thing with Bielsa, with you know getting them used to the style of play, the high press, the intensity that we play with. And I think he, he's just waiting and he's biding his time. But uh, you know we lost to Swansea um, last, last weekend. And I think he, he always says it'll never change a winning team. So I think this weekend hopefully could be um, the time where we see uh, Nketiah and Costa start because I fear for the championship. I really do because wow. those, you know, I really do because... So, so Eddie, Connor... Eddie, Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I was just, I know conscious of time. There's one more question we went to ask you. you. Obviously, you're talking about you're obviously playing a pair of strikers at the moment. There aren't many. There aren't as many sides in the Premier League playing two strikers. Arsenal are sort of playing two strikers, but they're not playing them both centrally. They have last season. They're not at the moment. Is Eddie? I mean, he's a small, pacey striker. Is Eddie able to play as a sole striker in a four-two-three-one? Would be an important question, I think, if he's going to make the step up next year. That's a great question. I think that ultimately is the reason maybe he is not featuring fully in the squad yet. Um, obviously, Bamford's sort of holding that role just at the minute with, with you know with that sole striker. It does change within the game sometimes when Enketia comes on, but uh, that is that is one forepay you may have with Enketia. I don't know if he can play that sole striker just as you've said, just based on his attributes. But I would be keen to test him there. We haven't tested him there yet, yet fully for for sort of a substantial amount of time. So I wouldn't want to give you a clinical answer on that. But what I would say is he's got all the attributes to play as a sole striker, even just his leap. He's got such a leap for a small lad. Um, you can, you know, just how quick he is in and out of the channels and how he links up play from a, a deep line position as well, which I, th- I think is very important with the striker. Uh, you, guys have, you guys have really got a player on your hands there. From, from what we've seen so far, um, as long as you don't call him back, I'm absolutely happy with that. Yeah, I think that will probably depend on uh, injuries to our players. I'm not sure, not even sure if there is a, a callback um, a clause, yeah. clause mm. in it, to be honest with I you. Read, it know. wouldn't surprise me if there mm. isn't, because I think Arsenal really want a full season under his belt. So. Mm. Well, let's just hope he's uh, he's uh, he's going to be what you think he is because we've we've had this with Benikafobi and you know he mm. was literally banging in goals left, right, and centre everywhere and alone every England level and then look at him in the Premier League he's never quite achieved it so let's hope Eddie is not that. Uh, listen, Connor, thanks ever Thank so much for much. your insight. Connor McGilligan, their writer for All Leeds TV. Uh, just before we're going to go to break, uh, just because Arsenal are in that situation with with him. And just him saying how great he is. I just wanted to ask you, only because my son is at an academy, he's been there six years, and I, and he comes up against the Arsenal boys, the academies, quite quite regularly. And they've got such a great academy at Arsenal. And I just wonder why there's not enough kids that get through and get into that first team. Well, you could say that about any Premier League side. You, you could, yeah. the top yeah. six, it's, it's it's such a good academy there. Well, we've got... Well, we've got Maitland-Niles in, we've got Willock-Niles, we've got 
Smith Rowe was playing last year, but he's got injured. Obviously, we've had you know we've got uh, Eddie and Ketty here. We've got Reese Nelson who's played first. So this is probably the most we've had yeah, on the brink while. for a, a long, long time. time. And do you think he'll come back and get in the team at some point? I actually, well, Aubameyang's what thirty-one next year, and Lacazette's twenty-nine. So you know, it, it depends how patient he is. I guess. I wonder. I wonder if then might. Give him another season on like a two-year yeah. loan. It wouldn't have surprised me. I, I don't think if he's successful this season, though. Mm. I mean, he's an Arsenal lad through and mm. through. But you know, he's a footballer. He wants to mm. play every week for a good that, side. That's what you, you know. want, though, don't you? Want, yeah. You want the kids that are that are yeah. Arsenal mm. through and through. I, I I don't hear it anymore. You know, and it's, it's lovely to hear that. The, the fact that that guy was just saying how great he is up there. And you know, and you want players to yeah. play that that support your team almost. Yeah. It's like yeah. Grealish at yeah. Aston Villa. It's a I'm lovely just, story. I'm just wondering, like, right. For me, Aubameyang doesn't look like he's going to get injured any time. So you don't, I don't think he's going to slow down. He, he, carry, he keeps himself in tip-top condition. Mm. Lacazette is 28 going on 29. I think, is, is Eddie going to come back next season and get that much more chances? You've got Pepe there as well. Yeah, so that's why I'm wondering maybe if another year... Maybe Leeds might come up next season. He can maybe stay on there for another year. Yeah. And get that experience, or maybe they don't. They, you know, there's not as many loans between Premier League sides as there was a few years no, ago. There is there? It's less yeah. of that. Mm. Okay, when we come back after the break, we're going to be talking uh, about the Watford game, and uh, the one point from four games should be an easy win for Arsenal. Be asking the boys. <laughs> Coming up next. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. Uh, Watford. They're not very good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've, they've, got, uh, they've changed their manager today and uh, oh, this this weekend, and um, this this should be an easy one for Arsenal, shouldn't it? No, they've got that flipping new manager bounce, <laughs> haven't they? Coming yeah. our way, haven't they? This always seems to happen with us. At least twice a season, we seem to have a new manager bounce or a new manager is coming in for the next game yeah. and an absolutely meet, meet the pessimist on our in our crew yeah. that's normally a Tottenham fan by the way Tottenham <laughs> fans are normally the pessimists an absolutely shambolic football team suddenly turns into like Brazil from what is it 76 yeah. or whatever it is I would rather have played them at home than go over there to be honest with you really yeah I would rather have played them at home mm. than go over there for um, crying out loud boys I'm sorry but yeah I just Oh, I don't like the, I don't like the look of this. I, I expect us to, but I, don't, I just don't like the look of it. Their because defense, everybody's their defense up. is absolutely at sixes and sevens. They <laughs> bought in Dawson. They bought in Dawson from West Brom to try and shore it up. Good player, but come on, thirty-five, thirty-six exactly. now. Yeah, I mean, that's that's their solution. All the signs. I was yeah, listening to I the don't... Watford guys last night on the fan show, and I was going home. They are saying all these big signings they made. I've listened. To, we had a guy on the show yesterday afternoon on the fans forum. He said they they dress problems they didn't have. They bought in extra strikers it's and extra aside, creative the players. Fans they've, got, they've got Saar, yeah. and when they're, they're not planning, they're playing Pereira and De, De mm. That's their two strongest positions, and they've mm. bought a player to challenge them, and yet they didn't strengthen their defence, which was awful. Yeah. I th- just going back to the uh, the derby, uh, obviously I, I thought, uh, like everyone thought, that Arsenal should have won that um, by a mile, really. It was, it was incredible. Apart from your best mate. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Teddy Sheringham, yeah. Uh, so, but I, th- I think that they, they should have won it, and they, they look fantastic, but... I'm looking at Watford, and like you just said, they've got a new manager. The players are going to be trying to impress the new manager, and they're going to go. They're going to go for it, aren't they? Yeah, and they're uh, if they they'll still have the embers of the previous manager. They'll be physical. And Dave, we watched because actually um, we were on air last mm. year on the Monday night when we played them away from home, and that was a slog of a game. Just we to won watch, one nil. We were, yeah, we were awful, but against yeah. ten men. Yeah, yeah. it was but a wasn't slog. He, wasn't he there before? Before Gracia come in. Kike Sanchez was. I'm sure yeah, he was a manager he was. before. He was. No, yeah. and he, he got into the and final and he hated the regime, didn't he? Yeah, but un, un, but also unlike most people, everyone thought he was sacked. He didn't 
he, he resigned at mm. the end of the season because he, he like couldn't agree. Yeah. yeah, he didn't. Well, it's an odd one because they they, <laughs> they, they, they announced him within 20 minutes of the other yeah. guy mm. announced he was leaving. Very, so it was all very strange. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. But, but, but for Arsenal to be where they should be back in the old days, yeah. Watford's a, it's a gimme, yes. isn't it? It should be. On paper, yes. Watford definitely. away and Villa at home, six points isn't yeah. anything else is unacceptable. Yeah, yeah I would agree. <laughs> yes, I, 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 but, I, no, I'm, I'm thinking of the, <laughs> of the the old times when it was just Arsenal and Man United. Mm. And you'd, you'd go, got Watford this week, really? Mm. You know, yeah. that's, that's nothing. It's yeah. like, you know, you... I can't even believe that you're even worried about it. Yeah, but two, I'm what not, was it? Two seasons ago, we lost because there was a Richarlison dodgy penalty. They beat us two mm. one. They I also knocked us out in the quarter final of the cup in 2018. Home, yeah. So they've had a couple of results against us. Um, I think, like I said, they'll be physical. I think the key thing for me is: are they going to press? Because if they press us, and if Unai Emery actually decides, do you know what? I'm just going to play my front three. Then let's play a front three and let's just hit them from back to front. Quickly. Do you, do you think, oh yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say, is it a good game for Ozil to come back? But it's, it's away from home, isn't it? So well, what, that idea. What, it's in <laughs> London. So <laughs> what I was going to ask you three is: uh, is this a good one for David Luiz? Because that's you know they have got a bit of flair, Watford, and you know I, I don't know whether Troy Deeney's playing. Is Troy Deeney. No, that's the problem. He's out. I was going to say they are. He's their talisman. He's not playing. That's why they're not performing. He's out till January. Really? He's yeah. a oh, long okay. time injured wow. now. So what, they, wait a Welbeck's there, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. So, he but he hasn't started yet. Right. They've been starting uh, Gray through the middle, haven't they? Andre okay. Gray. Right, yeah. okay. Um, with Delafay on the right and Prayer on the left. And without, without wanting to sound like I'm basically uh, cursing us, mm. he's, I find Gray quite a predictable football. He's quick. He's not the most amazing football, but he's, he's erratic, erratic, but yeah. he's quite predictable as well with his running. It's, it's, you're saying that they're playing with a, a, a one and two, two, two beside him? Because no, they usually play. No, they're playing. Four, they no, they're playing play diamond. Four, well, they're playing sort of four-two-three-one at the moment, I think. But what mm. I'm saying is, but they're asking Pereira mm. and um, Delafeo to track back, and they just aren't. That's why the defence yeah. is, you know, that's why they're leaking goals basically. But also the other thing is with with that game. I mean, as you say, if we play those three up front, <laughs> come on, that that defence can't deal with Aubameyang, Lacazette, no. and Pepe. Yeah. No. You know, and I think it's interesting because one of the other things that we, we, we can touch on, if we do play well, and we are a couple of goals to the good, mm. I think Holding is going to be on the bench this weekend. Oh. And you'll say, will Louise play? Yes, he probably will. Mm. But Rob Holding walks into that team when he's fit, as far as I'm concerned. Which three midfielders would you pay? If, you, if, we, if we stick with a 4 three, 3 which three midfielders would you pay? Because everybody was lamenting the fact that we weren't really creative enough. Well, he's got a chance with Shaka been uh, having been on paternity leave. He's got a chance to say, he's, "I'm going to rest you this he's week." Not yeah. not, no, not in October. He's oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying on the WhatsApp today that he's asked. Oh, well, that's in October. That's in October. So, okay. Yeah. I don't know then. I would play Torreira, Guendouzi, and Sabias. Uh, and Sabias. Um, yeah. I, I would too, because I think that that, that Torreira offers you the screen that you were talking about, mm. and actually he's going to cover ground. You've got Guendouzi; he can go back to front, and actually he's got a pass in him, as yeah. we've seen. And Sabias just is a He's just a delicious footballer, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, delicious. He's, he's the new, he's the new Santi. <laughs> yeah, but he gives you that creativity. I just to wonder if, they, the if, because they're shocking at the moment, they might sort of depend on their set pieces like throw-ins, corners, free kicks, and whatnot, and have their big physical men. And I'll be physical enough to deal with that. We weren't last season, and that was against ten men. Yeah, that's true. He's going to go back to basics, I reckon. To Kike Sanchez throws, I think he'll just go back to what they were good at. It's a long ball, the long ball yeah. merchant. Well, the problem yeah. that we we had against Tottenham was that Tottenham's game plan was essentially long balls into channels, mm. and we just didn't deal with it because what we did is we pushed our fullbacks up and mm. then left space. And so, if Watford take the view that 
What? You're so negative, you. Two, <laughs> I'm actually being positive. I, look, I'm being positive about this game because I think we're going to win this week. Sorry, listeners. So, I, I, think <laughs> gonna, win, I think we're going to win. I think it's going to be a slog. They're going to be physical, and I think it's all going to depend on some of the discipline of of our defenders. I mean, it could end up being seven all. Let's be honest with you. With our defence and their defence. Yeah. Where is David Luiz playing? Most likely, I would say. Yeah, it's been. It, it's all. I think we all think Callum Chambers was. Mm. A bit harshly dealt with him, and mm. he played against Newcastle, probably one of our better players, certainly the best player in our defence, and then was dropped just like that. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but it will be Luis and Socrates yeah. withholding on the bench, probably. Well, predictions? Oh. Yeah, predictions. Go. Score. Two one Arsenal. Yeah, I'm going to go three two because I would say two one, but three two. <laughs> Four one. Four one. <laughs> Powerful. <laughs> Powerful. Uh fellas, I've really enjoyed it. I've got to say. Um I was thrown in at the deep end. Can you do the Arsenal fan show? And I've really enjoyed it. Um just because I wanted to get some of the answers about what some of my mates say about Xhaka uh, and Gwen Doozy, so I've really enjoyed it. Um round of applause, in fact, for Dave Seeger, Giles Aniam, and Chris Howard from the Gunners Town Radio Fan Show. Thank you very much. Thanks, Martin. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com.